Good evening, Strategy Buds. You're listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Fraser Brown. I'm filling in for Rob Zachney, who wants to make it very clear that he doesn't condone the contents of this episode. Uh, So anything could happen. Uh, Joining me on this grand adventure is a trio of chatty game experts. With us today, we've got freelance critic Dia Lucina. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, back for the first time in ages, we've got narrative designer Philippa War. Welcome back, Pip. Hello. And finally, we've got our old pal, freelancer John Bolding. Say hello, John. Howdy, howdy. Okay, so when Rob asked me to host an episode, uh, he said I could pick absolutely anything I wanted. So naturally, we're chatting about hardcore tactical war game Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, the latest entry in this long-running life sim is is pretty much taken over the internet, or at least my Twitter feed. Uh, and for the first time, I've kind of been swept up in it too. Uh, it's proved to be a kind of very comforting island of calm amid a crisis, uh, at least some of the time. But before we, we tackle that, uh, I'd like to get into what the series is all about, because it's admittedly not a conventional game for this podcast. Uh, Pip, you're an Animal Crossing veteran, it would be fair to say? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've got an Animal Crossing problem, <laughs> and, and you've even been juggling Pocket Camp while playing New Horizons. I still play Pocket Camp. It's been about two and a half years, and my uh, my little profile on that game tells me I haven't missed a day yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in case in case listeners aren't familiar, um, that's the the mobile spinoff. So um, you you can have two on the go, I guess. It's a little bit different, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's very um, free to play. It pushes uh, the microtransactions for things called leaf tickets uh, that you need for some of the purchases. Um, There's like those little gacha kind of um, mechanics in terms of fortune cookies that you can get. But um, so I think a lot of people don't, enjoy that because it has stripped out the like a lot of the the more gentle rhythms of animal crossing in favor of um like the the far more check in every three hours otherwise you'll fall behind on your gardening task or your you know this that and the other um but for me it was really nice to tide over between games with the um with the the furniture collection and room arrangement and you know just having a a little hit of of all of that and now I've got so much furniture in that thing that it's kind of a sunk cost at this point so (laughs) (laughs) but have you been buying the leaf tickets I don't need to answer that I don't think (laughs) (laughs) because I I had just returned to it um just like us the past two three weeks or so um and i was kind of like i was surprised i hadn't seen the the gacha tickets uh with the fortune cookies yet and i was like what and then there was um i guess the island expeditions um that was equally surprising yeah like there's there's a lot i think as somebody who sort of has been with it since the start that stuff gathers and so you're not having to learn all of those systems in one go but like sometimes I try and because I play quite a few kind of idle games or free to play type things and so 
every now and again I either go away for a bit or I pick up one that's a lot earlier in its life cycle and I'm like this is what it's like without all of those notifications and all of those (laughs) menus and all of those (laughs) other things going on wow (laughs) it was very jarring returning because I was you know day one and then I kind of fell off and just like coming back to it a couple weeks ago and I was like what the hell is going on (laughs) did you enjoy it out of interest I actually did. I I ended up writing an entire article about how it had become this very weird, comforting thing for me the past month, um, because it yeah no it was it was very pleasant um, in an unexpected way. Yeah, I found it very. Um, I found it very good for especially my late night anxiety, like just when otherwise my mind would be going through things that were not conducive to sleep I could at least you know try and if not wind down at least self-soothe by you know creating little versions of the Great British Bake Off in <laughs> a little imaginary room. <laughs> that does seem to be the the theme for what everyone's talking about is that it's become this sort of comfort blanket when things are quite stressful but Dee I think it was something that you wrote about how it was too more it was too jam-packed compared to the original and too, there was maybe a bit too much busy work and it did it got me thinking about how after work every evening not for too long but I will always go back to my island I will make sure everything's nice and tidy I'll pick the fruits I'll do a bit of crafting I'll do my chores basically uh usually skipping my real world chores my kitchen doesn't look great right now thanks to Animal Crossing um <laughs> But like it does feel like I've just created this mental checklist that I'm going through every night. And while I find it quite soothing, the the rhythm, it it does make me worry that in those days where I skip it, I do actually get a little bit anxious if I've not visited my island. And it maybe exacerbates some of that anxiety. It's It's meditative, I think. The way you're talking about it makes it sound like meditation or like uh, people who run, you know, every day where... If you skip it for a day, you feel off and you, you sort of get uncentered, right? You're just like, oh, something's wrong. I missed something. Yeah, it's... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Pip. Well, I was going to ask, what is it that you... Um, what, do you have a specific thing that you do get anxious about? Because listening to the things that you do with that that daily time it strikes me that like I barely pick any fruit like I I just like having the different ones around the around the island and stuff like the the fact that that was one of your go-to daily activities I'm like (laughs) huh (laughs) well I've never I've never really played Animal Crossing before I played a little bit of New Leaf but not very much um and at first you know you pick the fruit that's one of the things the first things you're kind of meant to do and I sort of that just became the thing that I kept doing because it's always there. You just shake some trees, you get some fruit, and everyone's always trading the fruit and excited to get new fruit. And so I guess in my mind, a um, very big part of Animal Crossing is just collecting vast, vast quantities of fruit and hoarding it and <laughs> not giving it to anyone or planting anything, just keeping it in your house. Um which maybe is the wrong thing to take away from the game. <laughs> they call me That's the really Orange funny. King. <laughs> I guess you kind know, of. I think... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I think I think you know hoarding vast 
you know, natural resources is actually quite fitting for this incarnation of Animal Crossing, at least. <laughs> it, that's a massive yes. part of it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, it's also, I'm really surprised to hear you say that, because what I figured you were going to finish with was, if I don't get the fruit, I won't get new fruit sooner and i won't be able to sell it and i'll, I'll fall behind on the money i could have made that's yeah like I which obviously... is such a like that's how i often feel um playing animal crossing i feel this impetus to get in there every single day because if you don't get in there every single day you won't have the money you could have and you won't progress in the game and it's an extremely strategy gamer problem a, a source of anxiety for this kind of a game right yeah cash is a, a big driving force but i've been I, I've been making a really big effort to try and ignore that side of things. Um, I've been slowly generating enough money. If you've never played Animal Crossing before, you get in debt immediately. And then you get in more debt. And every time you pay off the debt, you actually take a larger loan. Um, and you're just stuck on this island constantly pay, uh, paying off a fairly pleasant but slightly smug uh, raccoon. Uh, and yeah, I've I've definitely been keeping up with my loans uh, and the repayments but it's it's not a focus i'd rather just saunter around like a good day in animal crossing is i catch a fish i find some fossils i maybe visit a new island a, a good bonus is if a new inhabitant comes to the island and i can build their house and have a new neighbor but cash doesn't really propel me forward that much i think it's super interesting to hear you say about the you know, the almost like grind of it or the idea of falling behind with payments or the, the money being a driving force because for me it's so different and I think I don't know how much of that comes from having played so many iterations of the franchise at this point that it has freed me from the the things I used to do in earlier games iterations of the franchise like you know power farming bugs on tropical islands and things like that um or and how much of it is just that i uh, it it feels like actually it's a a game where you don't need to do more or less than you want to do right like there is absolutely no penalty for not paying back your loan there is apart from you know you don't have as much storage space but you know like you can reorder a lot of things or you could do you know what i mean like there's not i don't know i i, I enjoy the lack of feeling like i have to do those things see in this like, case I've always... the... sorry go ahead um, um i've always like that was my approach to um the original animal crossing and um i only I sunk, God, countless years of my life in the original Animal Crossing. Um, and then I didn't play any until Pocket Camp. Um, I just, I didn't have a 3DS. I didn't have a Wii. So it was just kind of like, meh. Um, yeah, absolutely. I had a really similar experience. But so, so coming to this one, I actually feel so much more pressure um, to 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 grind whereas before my original experience when people would be like oh i have my daily chores and oh i have to you know keep making money to pay off nook and i'm like no you don't what <laughs> what are you talking about this this is not a game about grinding and now i'm kind of like feeling 
well, well, shit, I have to go get some Nook Miles so I can go to the island so I can level it, so I can bring back resources and sell them so that I can have a bridge. How much is... Um, something that occurred to me while you were saying that was that the the earlier versions, it was... And Nintendo still don't like making it easy, but um, the earlier versions, it was it felt a lot clunkier to visit other people or to have that that social dimension. And um, certainly, there wasn't a pandemic that had meant that people were gravitating towards it in a very particular way and a very online way. And so, like I I think this time the thing that maybe would drive me if I was spending less time on it than I currently am and accidentally getting ahead, you know, whether I mean to or not, like, is the the fact that people are sharing so many pictures of quite advanced islands and some of them are through time hopping, some of them are just from, you know, power leveling and stuff. And, and I think that can make you feel really behind or like oh well if I don't if I don't keep up with it then I'll have something spoiled for me or like my island doesn't seem as fun because I can now see these people with millions of bells the the game currency um worth of furniture or something like is that something that's affected how you play do you think it's it's weird for me because um I never really played Animal Crossing as a social game. It was very much, um, I've gotten home from work and school and I'm just going to spend some time in this, this space. And I, um, I only ever really connected to another village in the original, um, famously, uh, once when I, my friend had fallen asleep and I decided to go over to his town and clear cut the entire forest wow. and wow. leave him with the stumps um, that is top tier wow. animal crossing trolling it's okay he turned out to be like a hardline trump supporter so yeah, fuck him <laughs> but um but yeah so i it was always very a very personal experience and like i spent most of my time you know i'd write like you know about my town in my journal and i'd send letters to my villagers and um so for me, it's like the social aspect of it, and now this kind of social media aspect of it is very jarring in a way. And I can't say that it hasn't impacted me and the way I approach the game, but I'm also, I'm not sure how it's impacted me. Mm. Yeah. It does I think feel that's... like that's the sort of, it's the double-edged sword of having everyone playing it together and like the thing i like about it and the thing that's gotten me so invested in it which is the that we're all playing it at the same time visiting each other's islands and it's become a surrogate for my social life really it is also the thing that is it's not wearing me down but it's in the back of my mind like i like when i visit someone's island and i see how how much they and it's not even that they've progressed further but maybe that they've just made something that looks so much nicer than mine um there's kind of pressure to be like a little bit better it's and it's the same reason that i maybe decorate my own actual flat um but then I'm doing it twice in a game and in real life, which is <laughs> just a really terrible idea. Fraser, <laughs> I have printed out screenshots 
on a little photo printer I got for like phone photos and I've stuck them on things. So I'm <laughs> like, it, there is there is further to go down that rabbit hole is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's so fascinating because I have the opposite experience with this game and social media where I see other people's cool things that they've made and it makes it, it makes me happy that they're having so much fun and it makes me want to play some of the game because I want to do a fun thing too. And I think that some of my anxiety with, especially the, I was quite young when the original Animal Crossing came out, but a friend and I both had it and we both played a lot of it um, and we would visit each other's towns. And one of the things that I was like stressed about that caused me genuine stress, and this is a, this is a great insight into the mind of a very anxious child um, was that I would never see all the furniture because I wanted to know what all the furniture was. Right. And this was before people on the internet would just make a list of all the furniture for you with nice pictures. Let's keep that in mind. Um, and so now though, I see all these cool things that people are making and they, I feel like they give me good ideas. And I also, I get the hit. I feel like I'm playing the game too. The only and I really enjoy that. I was going to say, the only time I've been into Reddit was the um, subreddit for Pocket Camp, and it's because people would pretty much entirely use it to share images of their designs and, and what they had put together and like cool little um, dioramas that they'd set up. And, and it just made me so happy seeing other people's, you know, um creativity or what they had decided to do with the same basic you know materials that i had access to and i think i'm actually playing um this game a lot like that just with a a bigger play space and a bigger sort of um canvas because you can put furniture in in the outside world not just in your house and things like that so i think um to sort of maybe circle back to something dia was saying about not really playing socially particularly like I actually I people come round to my island and I go to their islands but it's it's been very much geared around having a look at the thing and like oh this is really cool this thing that you've set up here like I've seen other friends who've joined each other for you know little parties or like little actual in-game events that they've built for each other but I really haven't gone that direction it's more this is my doll's house do you want to come see and then like can I see yours and also, can I look in your shop for bits that I might be able to use? And do you want anything from mine? You know, it's it's been a lot more, that's the level of socializing that I've been doing. I am 100% with you. For me, this is the same part of my brain that gets excited with like my Dungeons and Dragons miniatures, right? Like <laughs> setting up little cool dioramas for people to play with and interact with and see is what gives me life in this game. Yeah, it's it's funny because um I I've invited people over to my island and I've gone over to their islands, but I really it it was a, a had a weekend and um I had set up this skeleton because um, <laughs> you can get one of those kind of you know armature skeletons and um there was a tree just by itself by one of my rivers and I put the skeleton in front of it <laughs> and then later I'd put um. A fish in front of it, 
And I just had this, it was just this lone hardwood tree with a skeleton and a fish in front of it. And um, uh, Jack DeKeet had come over to my island and he was the first one to ask, what's with the skeleton and the fish? <laughs> and in that moment, I realized, I was like, I was like, well, fuck, what, what is with the skeleton and fish? And I was just, just blurted out, um, those are the spirits of the island. <laughs> and then immediately had to craft this whole mythology around why the skeleton and the fish were there. And that is since then blown up into um, this whole kind of shrine um, of sorts, um, just over by the corner of the river. Um, and that was when I kind of really kind of finally found, I'm like, okay, I feel like I understand the social aspects that I want out of this game now. Um, I, I want, it's, it's less, you know, I love when my friends post their screenshots and I love seeing what people have done with their islands and their homes and things like that and their outfits. And um, I do like when people come over and I can be like, oh, you don't have any oranges? Here's an orange. But also um, being able to have these little weird story moments um, is where I kind of finally found my way into this incarnation of Animal Crossing, um, which had been really elusive for me um, to begin with, especially with the social aspects. I think my island felt like it started to come together when, um, because I very early on decided I didn't want to build anything over the initial river. So before, uh, so before I explain that, like, I'll, for, for the benefit of people who are listening who maybe don't know, in this version, you spawn on an area of the island that is, the, and the rest of the island is gated off by a river that you have to learn how to craft a um, vaulting pole to get over to the other side. And so um, that area, when you encounter it, is a lot more wild and has all of these weeds that you haven't sort of accidentally picked, you know, um, from the start of the game and you haven't been able to I guess build or, or change anything that's over there yet so when I when I got over to that and got access to it I decided that I didn't want it to be changed like I wanted to keep the the wildishness but but that also felt a bit weird so it was when I started to um I started to build like a little graveyard there, but only using stuff that looks a bit weathered. So it actually looks like, you know, so at the moment there's like three stone tablets um, that are acting as headstones that are sort of chipped around the edges. So, you know, you could trick yourself into thinking they've been there a while. And I've put some like flowers to grow around as if they've maybe just started to grow wild, having been introduced to the area in that, process of people leaving them and um there's like a little uh votive candle there's like a little memorial on one of them um and like a lantern that's mossy and overgrown um and like for some reason that made it start feeling like an actual home because it felt like a peaceful place but that indicated that there was some kind of time passing because time doesn't work properly in animal crossing like days pass but like things don't weather like tools break but that's not the same as like you know moss growing or like you know do you know what i mean yeah i i totally agree i think 
a thing that I do because it's something that I love in my real life in Animal Crossing is I love to grow all the flowers I can, right? And I did the same thing as you, which is I decided I didn't like picking all the weeds um, because I was like, no, these are the natural plants. They belong here. Um, So I made sure to leave everything on the other side of the the river, uh, all the weeds and all the trees and everything just as they were and actually started to actively plant more and like try and forest the parts of the island that I wanted to be forested. Um, And I've grown a bajillion flowers and everyone who comes to my island is like, there are so many flowers. This whole island is flowers. Um, but I find that really fun and exciting because it gives a sense of life. Flowers, when you water them, will grow and propagate, right? They will make clones of themselves or they will uh, hybridize with nearby flowers. So if you plant a red flower and a blue flower together, you'll get purplish flowers, right? And that is a really kind of fun and magical thing. And it brings new wildlife to your island which i didn't i've never encountered this in animal crossing pip may be able to say whether this is a brand new thing or not but like i grew a bunch of cool purple flowers and now my island has a ton of peacock butterflies which is (laughs) awesome it's so cool and i looked it up online and the reason the peacock butterflies are here is because they only appear if you have blue purple flowers on your island um they're also worth a ton of money (laughs) which is satisfying i didn't know that specifically but i think that the those orchid mantises the pink ones um i think they only spawn on white plants oh, See, it cool, has okay. a sort of conservationist bent doesn't it like at first it's some it seemed that you know i was catching fish capturing insects digging stuff up it seemed kind of destructive and like i was interfering but it does reward you for you know replanting or just letting things grow wild and like it's it's not all about just exploiting the island well yeah you you are punished if you like clear cut the island right yeah it, it, you're i mean i guess you just get loads of tarantulas <laughs> <laughs> you are punished if you clear cut the island <laughs> but then you can turn those tarantulas into large amounts of cash sure um <clears throat> I mean, the interesting thing about this is, you know, of course, you know, two words that have come up in this, you know, the past couple of minutes have been weeds and wild. And those particularly in relation to the current Animal Crossing are very interesting to me because weed is not a, it's not a real botanical definition for anything. It's simply a plant that is unwanted. You know, it's... You know, it's not a taxonomy that really has any kind of real significance other than uh, the thing over there. You know, a rose can be a weed if it's just, I don't want roses here. Um, And so it's interesting to me that the game automatically decides, no, no, those are weeds. Right. You know, these red tulips, um, those are those are plants. Those are red tulips. But that shit over there, it's weeds. Um, I've got rid so of... there's already kind of this distinction that's being imposed upon the island. Um, and then when you get into kind of the island ranking system, you know, um, weeds become a factor there. And and then when you think about like wild, um, I, I kind of went off at length on Twitter about this. And um, Austin Walker actually kind of got in the thread and he said, it, um, you know, quote, 
I like how the weeds look, so I'll leave some over here away from my town center so that it looks more wild. Ah, I see. And there's this sense of when we do things like that, we are making this judgment call about the naturalistic versus the natural. And yeah. the, it's, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that I constantly am bumping up against in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And the, so there's the, um, the game has a purple dead nettle, which is a, a beautiful wildflower with sort of a leafy stalk and then little, uh, purple flowers that spring off of it at, at the four corners, at least in the, the model of the game. Um, at least that's what I think it is. It might be a related flower. It might be supposed to be a related, related flower, but um, I love them, right? I like, like I want them to grow everywhere. And my, my literal backyard is carpeted in it because I, I don't want to cut it. I love how it looks so much. Uh, and so like it and where I live, it's an it's a wildflower. Other places, it's an, a sort of invasive species that drives out native plants. But like, I I don't want to get docked points Animal Crossing because I love wildflowers. Fight me. <laughs> I think that's something that I'm I know is on the horizon because even though I've been playing a lot in terms of hours, I've been I haven't been power farming anything. So I've you know, I haven't been bothered about paying off my mortgage particularly or, you know, any of those things. And so I haven't yet got to the part where I know it's going to start saying this, you know, we've had, because a lot of the previous ones have basically had points where you can check in and, and people will give you feedback on the town. And one of the points of feedback has, from previous games has been, oh, there are, you know, complaints about the number of weeds. And it's like, well, just because you, the game developers, have labelled the weeds in my inventory, like I am merrily planting them like everywhere. So, um, but I'm like, I, I think I've noticed this time particularly there are ways in which I'm pushing back on the game itself and what it has decided to label things. And like, I, and, or not even necessarily always pushing back, but just sort of experimenting and seeing whether whether developers have um, made decisions that I will then have to navigate if I want to do the things that I want to do or try and do the things that, as I think, feels true to what I want to do. And um, while we were talking about the... I mean, while you were talking about the purple dead nettle kind of form have either of you or any of you been to southern hemisphere islands no they're actually no, they've got a different season right now well don't they, they i don't know if it's related to the season but i went to visit an australian friend's island and um they had uh these weeds that were very different or you know their their what the game calls weeds for them was a very different thing it was a lot more sort of um more like a grass that had blue flowers at the bottom and and was very sort of um yeah just willowy oh, wow. and, and blue in the wind in a really lovely way and i was just absolutely enamored of them and and i sort of i had one of those moments where like in real life um you know you don't bring invasive species to australia and you probably don't take them <laughs> home from australia so um but i i did actually put some of their like 
flora in my pockets to take home to see just to see what happened and they as as i planted them they just turned into my version of that so it was like oh they become dead nettles like in in my island so that was just an interesting like that's interesting and i wonder if it's just to do with legibility like you can always tell exactly whether you're in a southern or a northern hemisphere island like maybe it's just to do with that like otherwise right the the um the islands become like an amalgamation but i don't i would be really interested to find out what whether that was the reasoning or whether there was some other thing at play there but yeah i was like that was really interesting to me Have you noticed any other changes between the different hemispheres? Because I wonder if, I know that skies are different in different islands. I wonder if the sky and the stars are different in the southern hemisphere than they are from the northern. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think something that I've noticed is, uh, or I noticed, but then it it might well have just been the time of day was because a friend was like oh do you want to come visit my island i'm up super early and obviously it was like mid afternoon for us but so i got to see dawn because <laughs> because they were up at a ridiculous hour <laughs> and that was wonderful because it was like this um this almost like green sky like fading to yellow at the bottom and it was so beautiful um but yeah, we may well get that here. It's just that my sleep cycle is absolutely not geared to seeing dawn. <laughs> That's so funny. So much of the game is, and so much of the development time for this game, and one of those reasons the series is really cool and praiseworthy is those are those tiny touches, right? The little things like a couple new bugs will appear during a season, or a couple new fish, and it's different in northern and southern hemisphere, and the the weeds are different or the sky is different, right? And I like how much the game does encourage you to slow down and enjoy small natural things compared to uh, rushing around. And it's perfectly legitimate to play the game however you please, right? But you will get more out of it if you stop rushing, if you stop saying to yourself, I want to make as many bells as I can at all times. One thing I've I've noticed, and I don't know if this is something that always crops up in Animal Crossing, and I, I suspect it probably does, but it's the um the judgmental way people treat their animals, uh their villagers, their neighbours, um the borderline abuse these poor creatures have to put up with. Um because maybe they don't <laughs> dress well enough or, you know, they don't like their attitude. And I sort of I I think it's awful, but then I just have, I've got a new villager, he's a koala, I believe, in a leather jacket, called uh, Eugene, Mm, Um, and I thought, (laughs) this guy, this guy looks kind of cool, like, what if the Fonz was a koala, Um, but he's kind of, I don't like the cut of his jib, I don't like his attitude, and I've been thinking of getting rid of him, and I realised, I can't just throw this guy off the island. An island that he seems to love, he's besotted with the place, just because I get a sort of bad feeling about him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, have have you guys been treating your neighbours well? So, so this is interesting, because one of the things about Animal Crossing has always been the management of the villagers. Um, and it's funny, because um, one of the big chief kind of jokes, especially on Twitter, about... Animal Crossing is that Tom Nook is a landlord. Tom um, Nook is a landlord. 
Tomlick is not a landlord. The player is a landlord. Bootlicker. And I am very firm in this because Tomlick never ev- evicts anyone. Tom Nook doesn't care if you pay your loan back. He doesn't give a shit about really anything. <laughs> um, but players are incredibly <laughs> prone to evicting animals um, and using violence to evict <laughs> of all sorts. That's true. One of the um, best ways to get... So for those who don't know, one of the best ways to get an animal to leave your island is just to, to never speak with them and to hit them with your bug net three or four times a day. Right. And so um, we actually got an islander, um, Barold, um, who I, I guess he's a koala and um, uh, he sucks. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> My partner hates him. We both just like, Barold is a serial killer. We know it. Um, and so uh, my partner was like, I want to get rid of this bear. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm fine with that. And so they thwacked him a couple times with uh, the, the, the bug net. And he was like, why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> and my partner was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I need, can, can you, can you take care of this problem for me? Um, it's, 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 it's very emotionally difficult. And I'm like, all right, I, I got this. And so then I was like, all right, I'm going to get this, this fucking bear off our Island. And I started doing, it. I was like, God, like it really is like, it's quite painful to sit there and beat a bear <laughs> with a buck net repeatedly while he's just like crying and begging you to like explain what is going on to him. Like, why, why would you do this? And um, he still hasn't left. So I don't know what's going on there. But um, but there is this component of, you know, no, they're ugly. They're their their attitude is bad um or you know you just you just don't want an island full of jock eagles <laughs> to be fair you really don't you really don't I the jock eagles like are really the, the worst eagles. <laughs> 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 give me your jock eagles <laughs> your boy that's really great <laughs> i i feel like the player is less landlord and more nightmare homeowners association head right like the the sort of terrible head of the community of stepford who decides what the right kind of person is for this community or like how you know there's something to that (laughs) well it's funny because you know in this one you know you have to build the houses and not only that but you have to stock them with furniture and one of the things you have to, you know, there's like, what, three pieces of outside furniture that you have to put for the house. Um, and like one of our neighbors that moved in, like they wanted like a hay bed and like a butter churn. And I was just like, what the fuck? This is a nice island. We do not have hay beds on our front lawn. Fuck you. Um <laughs> This is great. This is a great moment for personalities because if I had a villager show up asking for a hay bed and a butter churn, I'd be like, fuck yeah, new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the fun thing is after you place it and they move in, you can pick it up and take it away. So I just did. I was just like, fuck you. You do not get a hay bed. You do not get this lawn chair. You do. No, uh, uh, no, we have a nice Island. Um, and, and yeah, so then I just like took it and I was like, I think I sold it. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm selling this. It's, for you. it's like, well, you're here now. 
Like Off you can't have goes. a hay bed on your front yard. No. Um, what's wrong with you? Think... But it's funny that some of you have been struggling to get rid of people that you don't like. Because just uh, this evening, I visited my, my village uh, and uh, Hornby, who's one of my faves, came to say hello. He was the first uh, villager to be invited to my island. So we've got kind of this this history you know i found him hanging out in a tent in the middle of nowhere and i invited him to come live with me um and he just showed up today and he was like hey uh i've been getting the itch to go explore i want to go and see what else is out there i'm thinking of of leaving and i never felt more betrayed (laughs) every day i go up to this bastard and say how's it going i give him gifts i give him furniture and how does he repay me he's never given me anything in return how does he repay me he says he's gonna leave i said no i wouldn't let him he's he's stuck there forever now i don't care if he's gonna end up hating me he's never getting out and i kind of feel like maybe i'm the bad guy I think something yeah. that's interesting is that the game, um, it very rarely goes against what you want to do at any given point. And so those moments really cut because they stand out against the rest of the game. You're like, wait, what? Somebody <laughs> wants to defy like my expectations of them? They're like, is this a smattering of free will I see? <laughs> I'm benevolent, but I'm a benevolent god. I think that's what the the important thing to remember. <laughs> I think with the so um... to jump back nineteen oh. years, um, when I clear cut my my then friend's uh, village, um, I had I had Bob in my town, and Bob is Bob is my favorite. He is a lazy blue cat, and um, I loved him. He was my favorite. I wrote to him every time I got stationary. Um, <laughs> I went by and I was like, I made you t-shirts, you know, like just, just loved Bob. And I got back from clear cutting my friend's town and I like logged off. And the next day I got Bob telling me, um, yo, I'm leaving. I'm going over to the name of my friend's town. And, uh, it's been nice knowing you. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> After everything I've done for you, Bob, you are leaving me for him? His, his, <laughs> he doesn't he's even just have any got trees. a logging field for a village. It's, there's, there's no trees. I trampled the flowers. Are you kidding me? And I, I, I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think for me, those moments feel like, um, and maybe this speaks to like slightly too long and involved a history with the game, but like they they really feel like moments of dialogue with the with the writers or with the developers when they're kind of like, oh, okay, you want to get rid of this villager, do you? Can you get rid of them when they're crying? Can you get rid of them when you have to hit them with a bug net? Can you? Do you know what I mean? Like it feels really oh, like well, there's, their hand is right there. There's um, my partner and I were talking about this last night. Um, there is this very like kind of um, fantastic social interaction component to the game where you know, like you do, you get the the kind of the the, the very real um, conversations where like villagers will come up to you and like they were saying, you know, their example was a the one, I guess it's a fawn that um, 
just is like you go hey what's up and they're like this island is a simulation and <laughs> we need to get out of it and like, or you know you like you get the ones it's just like you know like you just talk to them and you're like how, how are you doing buddy and they're just like i'm really depressed and it's just like what and but then you know if someone if you start hitting someone out of nowhere with a bug net they're probably going to be like what why why are you doing this to me <laughs> and so like, there is there is this component that the the developers have very seemed to have very like clearly taken you know into consideration where like you know they know when you're pushing into them repeatedly or ignoring them or you know sending them letters that say i want you gone <laughs> I used to lo love that in the um in the OG Animal Crossing it was very much just the animals would spell check your letter and if you'd spelled all of your insults correctly they would be like what a lovely letter and then they would show it to other people who lived in the town yeah oh my god I forgot about that you're so right oh. I, I definitely I definitely sent I think it was a snooty hippo. Um, <laughs> nobody which that. like the snooty hippos really bug me because it's kind of like this is this is like a very weird trope about nouveau riche fat people and i'm just like mm, this is uncomfortable but um like i i had sent like one letter and it was like i was like, i couldn't stand this village and i was just, just like will you fucking leave <laughs> <laughs> and they kept like, being like i love your letter look at it and i'm just like <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> and like, if if a do another like inhabitant, another human inhabitant of the thing, like sometimes would talk to them, and they'd be like, "Oh, I got this amazing letter from dear. Do you want to uh -huh. read?" <laughs> like, oh my god, that went dark places. I feel like I'm missing out in one essential sort of experience in Animal Crossing, and that's um, hating my partner. Uh, because a lot, like any time I hear about someone who's got like a partner that's playing Animal Crossing, and maybe God forbid they like maybe share the same device, same island, it just sounds like a, a recipe for disaster. Have any of you had to share your island with anyone? Uh, I I share my island with my spouse, and they, I mean, they're great. It's awesome. We have a lot of fun yeah. with it. And nothing, sharing, no, yeah, no complaints. Partner. I was really hoping for more drama. Pip, help me out here. Well, it's it's really funny because, like, you know, um, I I made a joke um, just a couple of days on Twitter uh, ago, and it was just like, um, has anyone checked in on the the straight people, the straight couples? Um, because I know they're locked in together and they're having to share islands and Animal Crossing. Um, someone should probably do a welfare check <laughs> because when like like the first week of Animal Crossing, there was kind of a, a this like you know string of articles by people who were like, "My husband is ruining my fucking island, and I can't deal with it," or like, "I don't know how to share my island," or "I don't know like how we're going to survive this." And then there was like the tandem articles of, "I'm locked in with my husband, and he's making me want to kill myself." Like, there's just there was this confluence of these two, mm. like, you know, coronavirus <laughs> outbreak <laughs> articles. There was just like, one was the Animal Crossing and no one could hate, everyone hated their partner. And then the other one was, I'm locked in with my partner during the coronavirus and I hate my partner. And it was just like, 
what what's going on where are y'all okay? The, the Man, best is... one, mate, and I, I can't remember who wrote it. It might have been on Polygon where it was ruining... There was one on Polygon, yeah. ...the whole family's island. Like, the whole family shared it. And he'd get up and he would, like, get rid of all the weeds because he thought he'd clean it up. But then his kids had nothing else to do for the day and were furious. <laughs> and it, it's oh, just so hysterical. bizarre. It's like having that, that... all of these people arguing over, I want to do the chores. It's very strange. <laughs> It's been really weird sharing an island, though, because um, I um, I knew in advance that, like, kind of the player one was going to be the island representative. And um, I wanted, I was like, you know, I wanted my partner to be like, I'm like, look, you know, you are much more looking forward to this Animal Crossing than I am. So you take point and we will share stewardship of this island. And And we have, like, we've done a really good job of it. Um, and we've been having, I've been having a lot of fun sharing this island with them, but the game does not acknowledge my existence at all. Oh. Um, like, you know, I, I, like, I don't exist according to the game. Um, I might as well be an animal villager because, you know, I can't even propose infrastructure projects. I don't even get the option to. It's not even like, oh, hey, you want to build a bridge? Maybe you should go talk to, you know, your partner about it um it just doesn't show up as an option um i don't i can't be for certain about it but i have a lot less interactions with the villagers that line up with their experience no matter like even if i kind of hound them and talk to them constantly um, they were getting much more options to like oh here here's a gift um or they were there the villagers were running up to them much more readily being like oh hey what's up sarah and i'm like they don't do that to me Aww. um you know um so it's it is weird like that like the two of us are working quite well together but the game just doesn't care that i exist at all and like i understand like okay you don't want your kids to like ruin your island and build a stupid bridge somewhere <laughs> but at the same time that's part of life and management and sometimes you know someone will propose a bridge in a stupid place um but like you know um the lloyd the gyroid when you want to build a bridge um i can't propose a bridge anywhere i can't like plant a bridge i can't i can't do anything with that um but if my partner plants a bridge Lloyd will absolutely hit me up for every bell in my pocket. <laughs> like he's like a Greenpeace like street canvasser. And I'm just like, dude, do not. Do not just come to me for money. Yeah, I um I was actually pretty sad about that part of it, uh, because I feel like the spirit of the game is very much about cooperation right uh -huh. around the town and i was sad when yeah, other players can't do things like check what furniture is needed to finish a house for the new residents to move in uh that kind of stuff like we had to put together like a dry erase board with uh with the list of what furniture was needed so that my partner could right. help make that happen that was one um, of the things that we had to do too and it's it's funny especially to me because the one of the core inspirations for Animal Crossing as a game and as a series was a game designer who was working super long hours and 
they they were coming home from work and they didn't get to play games with their kids anymore because they would show up too late in the evening from work. And so they wanted to make a game that they could play with their family even when their hours didn't line up and they couldn't be together. Um, oh. And that's one of the reasons Animal Crossing is what it is, right? Because that's why more that. than that's... one person can live in a town. That's so interesting. And which... Huh. Maybe like all of this is literally just their family dynamic writ large. It's like I cannot trust you to build bridges, therefore no one can be trusted to build bridges. Like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna say I you're first, wrong. <laughs> when I first got the original Animal Crossing, I was in like a really bad relationship where I couldn't trust anyone to like have my back or, you know, do anything. And I was I was working I was working 60 hours a week and going to school for 18 hours a week and I was exhausted and I came home to just like my animal crossing. <laughs> and um, and I, yeah, I kind of, I guess in that regard, if I did have to share an island with that person, yeah, I wouldn't, I, 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 <laughs> I would want them making able to make decisions on my island. <laughs> this makes entirely too much sense now to me. This um, is an intense intense relationship test apparently animal crossing is is your relationship healthy enough to share your animal crossing island and and give that degree of control over your uh your personal leisure to someone else so something like something that popped into my head while while you're talking i don't share the island i um we're lucky enough that um my partner and i have separate islands um it's it's like that thing like a healthy relationship involves each person having their own bathroom it's like no own islands um and something that struck me was at the at the very beginning of the game even though it was just me like there's a moment where you you name the town and like ostensibly it goes to a vote with you and some other inhabitants but they always vote for your your thing and I was like actually I like some of their suggestions they're like they're goofy or they're silly but I actually would like to vote for them you know that was yeah that was actually something that like um god I was I was talking about this with a friend and um you know the idea of like okay you you have these construction projects now you know it's not just that there are bridges there or that you say I'm gonna plop a bridge here and the bridge magically appears um you know that it, it takes a day um and one of my favorite things about animal crossing originally was was the kind of weird oddity of the kind of natural language processing that went on um and, and the kind of relational qualities of um the villagers to the the human player and i was just like what if they took that and just worked on that and you had to have a town hall meeting wherein you needed to propose a bridge and it evaluated your bridge and the villagers were like no you were a jerk to me i'm not voting for your bridge even if it's in our best interest and it's a good place for a bridge i'm still like no you know my name's apollo and i'm i'm an asshole and i'm not gonna vote for your bridge i can fly i don't need a bridge <laughs> like this, yeah like i mean this is like the this is like Animal Crossing by way of of like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I was literally thinking of their like town hall meetings. Yeah, I would worry giving them that sort of agency would then create sort of conflict and tension that I'm trying to escape. 
by playing Animal Crossing. Like, I don't want to think this guy is stopping my grand plans. I'm going to have to kill him. And I think <laughs> that's why we don't have that to a degree. Um, I think it also is probably going to be a lot of work. Um, I'm not a game designer, so... But I imagine it is. It, it would be an intense amount of work for my kind of vision of what Animal Crossing New Horizons should have been. But um, Animal Crossing has always been... It's not as cute and fuddly and and, and cuddly and uh, a charming, you know, resort that you can kind of flee society in. Um, you know, Isabel cheats on her taxes and Tom Nook runs an orphanage. Maybe, um, you know, there's 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 a lot of realness and darkness in Animal Crossing. And like Blathers that... was traumatized by an insect as a child, which is why he's afraid right? of them. <laughs> like, and you just keep turning up with more and more of them and pushing them into his hands. Like, tell me, tell me more. <laughs> I make him tell me everything as well. Like, I, you know he doesn't want to describe how gross these creatures are, but I just sit there and I'm like, I don't want to hear it either. I would rather leave. <laughs> But we're both going to suffer. See, I absolutely <laughs> love those facts. And then the other day, it was something like, I think he was talking about a seahorse that I'd brought in. And he was like, oh, and by the way, another fun fact, they don't have stomachs. And I'm like, wait, what? You can't just drop that into conversation. I need to is, know more. Is that true? I ne- I've um, I screenshotted it and I'm going to look it up. <laughs> See, you learn a lot in these games but so one of the things that i find uh really strange is is the dialogue in and as you mentioned how it veers from that sort of cute and simple and generic to very specific and dark and strange and the thing it reminds me of the most is um oddly enough far emblem three houses where you could you basically like you learn more about these characters and the more you learn the darker it is someone is maybe like really sleepy or chirpy or ditzy and then you find out it's because all of my family were murdered in front of my very eyes and oh, suddenly God. you're like bloody you, you hell. go talk to poor bernie and you know it's just like hey you weren't in class today what y'all right and it's just like my dad used to tie me to a chair and beat me yeah it's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me like i thought this was cute fun animation adigans but it's like <laughs> no this is the grim reality of war and like no <laughs> and i i but i actually the thing the difference is though is that animal crossing feels this is a game you play with the whole family and i'm wondering how messed up a bunch of people are gonna get when they get older after like making all of these strange animal friends well so one of the things i um i was talking about this last night because um I I don't like zippers. Um, I don't like the Easter event. And part of the reason I don't like the Easter event is because it's it's definitely going to overstay. It's, it's, it's already overstayed its welcome. Oh, it it's overstayed its welcome on day one. <laughs> right. But like, I was like, no, it's, it's not just the mechanics of it. I don't like that it's become an impediment, obviously. But there's something that it's not sitting with me. And I realize it's that you know, zippers is so obvious. This is clearly okay. You know, you're you're the weird serial killer in a costume suit, and like you're overly chipper and cracked out, and like okay, whatever. Nah. But like in the original Animal Crossing, and you know, um, 
haven't played in winter yet, so we'll see how this pans out, I guess, coming this Christmas. You could make snowmen. And you could, you know, you had to kind of roll these snowballs into various sizes and then kind of put them together. And you could make them very misshapen. (laughs) You could give them a too large head on a too small body or just this colossal midsection with a teeny little head. And when the snowman was finished, they would come alive like Frosty the snowman. And would be confronted with the reality of their situation, you know? And if you had made them misshapen, they would freak out. They would be like, holy crap, you made me wrong, and I have to live with this. Yeah, it would be like, I'm hideous, what did you do? (laughs) Yeah, and like, and it was very, and like, the thing is, it was very brief and sudden and, you know, kind of predictable in a way. Like, you know, of course, like, okay, you're going to put the giant head on, you know, your your final ball, you're going to make it huge so that the snowman has a giant head. And we're all conditioned to play games where we know that there's going to be a state for this. We expect there to be a state for this. We hope there's a state for this in which it comments upon what we have done. But it's always so jarring that, like, there's this very grim, horrific aspect of, You've done this now, and this is going to sit here for a little bit, and the snowman has to live with this, and so do you. It's like, it's not even just that initial moment of horror. It's like, if memory serves, it takes a few days for them to gradually melt, and there is just no respite during that. Yeah. Just like, oh. One of the things that I really, I I was saying last night, it was um, on Twitter, was them. You know, if you make a perfect snowman, the game rewards you. It's just like, oh, you made a perfect snowman, and then the snowman is happy. He's going to die. The perfect snowman, the gleeful, happy snowman, is going to die. But the misshapen, miserable, confronted with his horrible, you know, reality that he has no agency in, that snowman is going to continue to live for a couple of days at least. And so you get this very just grim on its face thing that's just like, I just wanted to make a snowman. And now, well, shit. (laughs) I feel like that's such a good place to wrap up. (laughs) That's Animal Crossing, folks. That's Animal Crossing. Well, shit. Um, yeah, well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll We've got be that back. to look forward to in nine months' time. <laughs> in the uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week with more strategy discussion, but lamentably fewer sentient snowmen and cartoon animals. Um, <laughs> this episode was produced by, I think, is Michael back producing? Maybe. Let's say Michael. Let's say Michael Harvey's produced it, and if he didn't, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Um, Three Moves Ahead is hosted on the Idle Thumbs Network, and you can learn more about the show and chat with uh, about the episode with the community on threemovesahead.net or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash 3MA. The show is supported by listeners just like you on Patreon. You can learn more at patreon.com slash 3MA. Uh, and that's also got more information about our fancy Discord server, where sometimes we remember to chat about strategy games. Uh, three moves ahead, we'll be back next week. But until then, for Dia, Pip, and John, this is Fraser Brown saying good night. <laughs>